I'm Lauren, and I'm a veterinarian. I'm JJ, and I'm a veterinary technician. And you're listening to IntroVets, a veterinary podcast by introverts with high-functioning anxiety. Welcome, everybody, to IntroVets Podcast. Greetings. Today, we have some exciting news stories for you. (laughs) Fresh off the presses. That's right. Well, some of them are fresh, some of them not so much. Well, JJ, before we get started, mm-hmm. how have you been? I've been great. Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Groovy. That's, that's exciting. I know. It's weird. <laughs> like, I know, right? Like I keep I, like checking, like, is there something? I'm not, huh? I don't know how to say this exactly, but that's like an unusual response. <laughs> I, uh, trust me, I am aware. <laughs> I am totally aware. I'm like, I mean, even if something like, you know, goes wrong, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, well, that's great. There's not 30 things going wrong. Right. So. Just one thing. Yep. Yeah. I can good. handle one thing. Okay. How are you doing? I am tired. Hmm. I am in school uh, for the summer uh, right now, and I'm taking like one more class than what they recommend. Mm-hmm. And still working ER on the weekends. And I have like two writing contracts uh, for veterinary writing right now. So, really, just got. Maybe slightly too much happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I'm okay. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of gardening and stuff that's really happy. But the, the one thing this week, though, is that um, I have a pinched nerve in my mm-hmm. neck that occasionally causes me problems. And it decided this week was like, thumbs up. This is a great week <laughs> to act up. And so it's much better today, actually. But like for the past, I'm going to say four days I really have not been able to rotate my body to my right side at all. <laughs> so mm. it makes driving very difficult. Mm-hmm. It makes seeing patients impossible. I mean, I had to cancel a shift and I never do that uh, because I couldn't move to the side. And I was like, how am I going to be a veterinarian if I can't move the right side of my body to the side? Like, right. I'm going to get. So, anyway. Shout out to Dr. Jones. For I know. Covering that shift. She covered for me. Bless her. Oh, God. So anyway, besides that, and I'm feeling better, I think I just need to make sure that I don't overdo it mm-hmm. with stuff because I'm like, oh, I haven't done this or this or this. Mm-mm. So the temptation would be, let's, now that we're feeling better, do it all in one day. No. And then I'm going to be back on the couch again, mm-hmm. dying. So I just have to take it, just take it easy. <laughs> yes. Shift it down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the fact that you have to do all that driving is going to be... Enough to it aggravate really it. Really aggravate it. It's weird how much riding in a car yeah. can make anything back-related, neck-related, any of that just aggravate I'm the crap getting, out of it. I'm getting so old, JJ. I didn't understand before. Like when my older relatives would say like, ooh, gosh, two hours in the car. I don't know if I can make that drive. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I am so sorry. I would like to begin my three-part apology by mm-hmm. saying that I didn't know what I was talking about. Girl, and... you just getting started. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You got to go blind. Your memory's going to go to hell. Uh, when a lot of background noise is happening, I can't mm-hmm. hear. Mm-hmm. Like if we go to a restaurant or just any loud background noise situation, I literally cannot here so i have to go yeah i had to go to um ear doctor person who i don't remember what you call it audiologist is that right auditory specialist okay sure (laughs) but yeah you're right the being and working in kennels and stuff without earplugs probably fucked me Mm -hmm. over pretty bad Mm -hmm. 
if you're listening to this and you work in a in an environment where you are around kennel noise a lot, you need to be wearing ear protection. And use a buddy to lift animals mm-hmm. and use your legs, not your back. That's true. Don't be a hero. Don't mm-hmm. be like, I got this. I can pick up this 90-pound Rottweiler. That's what crap I used to pull. And they kept telling me, you're going to regret that when you get older. Yeah, I'm there. Well, I don't know. I'm not convinced that doing a lot of physical activity makes things worse. I, In my experience, when I go through periods of doing a lot of intense physical activity, Versus when I go through periods right now where I'm relatively sedentary because I just don't have time in the day and I'm riding the car so much, I feel like my back problems are same. Like, same. (laughs) Well, but you go regularly and you lift heavy things a lot, so you're... But I I didn't never do that. few months. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I do train for that, usually. Mm, I wasn't trained for anything other than... You know, I got to get this dog on the table. I can go and try to find somebody to help me, but I ain't got time for that. So I'm just going to overexert myself yeah. and lift it up. That's yeah, that, you're right. That is, it's different. If you're lifting weights in a controlled gym environment with a barbell and good technique, that's completely different from lifting an animal of the same weight that's wiggling, trying to bite your face, or doing any weird bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you haven't warmed up and you're not in this controlled environment, it it is very different. You're 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 correct. Y'all use that lift table. Yes, <laughs> yes, please for Save the love. Okay, well, so I don't want to talk about my back the whole time. We are going to talk about a is it legislation. Well, um, it's kind of more of a um, what you think about this type thing. Okay. Well, you know how I always have an opinion about something. I know. I'm I'm counting on that shit. Okay. (laughs) So a couple of country, well, Netherlands have done it. Norway, I don't know if they've done it yet or not, but they're in the process of Uh banning brachiocephalic breeds. Okay. Okay. So I got this information from its uh, Venn News. And the article is called Calls for Bans on Breeding Short-Nosed Dogs Gain Momentum. And it's by Ross Kelly from August 16th to 2021. Basically, you know, they're, everybody's up in a tizzy about it. And I can kind of see both sides. I don't, I think part of the problem is that a lot of people that are pet owners are not aware. And there's a study that actually proves this, backs this a little bit, aware of all the health problems and exactly how poorly their dog may be doing okay. without them knowing. Yes. Can you tell me more about this ban? Does that mean they can't be bred? They can't be purchased? What happens to the one that already exists? Like, can you tell me more about that? Basically, the breeding of dogs with serious health issues, including those caused by a flattened face. So basically, the this you're saying this is focused on breeding. Yes. When you're saying they're, quote, banning the breed, is it like you're not allowed to advertise this dog as this breed or you're not allowed to breed anything that has a smushed face? What if those puppies are born and then they it's have a smushed face? Like, more of the they're, they're, they want to get away from breeding any dog that is unhealthy. Right. That Because a lot of these breeds, you know, they have the smushed face has all the respiratory issues, and they don't thrive well. They have myriad of health issues, and they sometimes they don't have a great quality of life, and so that's what they want to that's get true. away from. Yeah. Of course, the counter argument is 
not every single dog that is this breed has this problem. There are some that actually are okay. Like those that have kind of like a breed variation of having a longer snout. Is that what you mean? I have seen some, and I, I don't have any data or anything at all to back this up except my memory. So just bear with me on mm-hmm. this. But I believe I've seen some news articles about French bulldog breeders in particular starting to breed ones that have a longer snout um, for health reasons. They doing that, yeah. Because that's, oy, I mean. So is it like. Here's legislation. You need to start breeding them without the smushed face so that it, the nose is more normal. Or are they saying you cannot breed this breed at all? It's this breed. The breeds that have these issues. So multiple breeds, not just French Bulldogs, but like okay. Pugs. And, um, so it's not like and breed, breed better confirmation into the breed. They're saying you can't breed them at all. Yeah. Okay. And they're including Cavaliers in that, too. Okay. Do you um, have a list of the dogs? Then in the article, it just gave a couple of examples. But okay. that was because at first I was like, I don't consider a cavalier a brachycephalic. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I got the smushed face. Uh, so it'd be like anything with that smushed face, like a Pekingese. Yeah, Pekingese, I could, I'd consider uh-huh. pugs, Dota. Frenchies. But yeah, pugs, good God. Br- regular, like English bulldogs, yeah. like mm-hmm. anything like that. But the cavaliers, I consider them having a nose i mean it's not a long nose but i mean i know they have like tons of other issues it's not like as severe as like a frenchie yeah so i don't know i just that one just kind of surprised me a little bit i kind of came up with a pro con list of just you know okay my experience pro con list Mm -hmm. pros for doing it it would help eradicate some of these health issues that are bananas we all know trying to do nail trims on these type of dogs are, I mean, you feel like, are they going to survive this? <laughs> or are, are we, you know, are we going to have to sedate this animal every single time? Are we have to put them on oxygen just to do a nail trim? Because, <laughs> dang I mean, I know some pugs who need it. I mean, yeah, God. absolutely. The predisposition for heat stroke. I mean, how many times have you walked in and Damn, if there ain't another English bulldog on the table dying because it, you know, went to the mailbox and back on a day like we've had this past week. Right. It's what she means. This has been super hot here. Yes. Like unseasonably warm, almost 100 degrees in June. Mm. Um, to the heat. point that all my plants are getting scorched. Also, would this help maybe knock some sense into some breeders and make them think to breed more responsibly? Probably not with the breeders are breeding irresponsibly because all they care about is. Are you saying that seeing the breed ban in Norway might influence breeders here in the U.S.? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know. About, I have some maybe ungenerous <laughs> opinions on yeah, that, JJ. I, I was trying to like think of something somewhat positive that could come out of it. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, like maybe. maybe. Okay. It, but probably it not. could. I think. Um, it depends, like everything in life, on the personality of the person that you're trying to get to change their behavior, right? Kind of like we talked about before. I don't remember when it aired, but when we were talking about that, you know, the girl that had gotten charged for leaving mm-hmm. her dogs in the car. It's mm-hmm. like, how much can you control the way that other people behave? Yeah. I think oh, limited to yeah. zero. And realistically, <laughs> you know, the breeders that would be 
reading into stuff like this and putting time to do some research instead of just like, that's a pug that I got here from Walmart in the parking lot. I'm going to take it home, grow it a little bit, and maybe get its brother and let them, you know, have fun in the backyard. And now I got pug puppies I'm going to try to sell for two grand. I mean, that's, they're not going to be doing the research. Well, sure. And also putting these bands in place does not erase the demand for the quote product, Mm -hmm. which is these animals that have, I mean, kind of an extreme appearance that like a lot of, I'm just going to use, I'm going to pick on French bulldog owners for just Mm -hmm. a second here because when just because for that breed in particular for whatever reason the most extreme smushed face has been the thing that i've seen people want Mm -hmm. clients just general lay people who want to purchase these dogs are doing it for an aesthetic a particular look and they probably don't know or recognize the potential health implications of that the other problem is that they might become offended when you try to point it out mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of people are like, "You, who are you to tell me what to do and all of this? Just like. Or they think that that is normal for the breed. It's. Right. I mean, but not. we created breed. Breeds aren't uh-huh. even a thing. Breeds aren't a thing. Yeah. We took wild dogs like the wolf and we mutated it over generations to look this fucking way. Like mm-hmm. n- this. Would not happen in nature. I mean, half of these dogs we have to artificially inseminate because they can't even breed on their own. Mm-hmm. And do C-section. That's right. Because so they like, can't birth on their own. So I think, I guess my personal opinion is I would love to see uh, a big push for uh, these breeders to go for a longer muzzle and less extreme looks. But I also understand the economic pressure. And anytime you put money in a situation... It becomes very difficult for people to choose the right thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we can all agree that the right thing is to breed for the health of the pet. But if the money is on the side of breeding for looks, unfortunately, people are going to continue to do it. I think unless we get some more public education efforts about the, the problems with this, similar to declawing in cats right mm-hmm. it's still a very contentious issue in some areas but the declaw ban started overseas and now different states in the u.s have adopted those and i'll say that i i personally i've owned a declawed cat before i i did not choose the surgery he came that way but you know that's something that i personally i won't do those surgeries anymore and things like that but that's a sentiment that developed for me over time, seeing complications of them, seeing how cats reacted and stuff like that. The, I think the average lay person just kind of goes about their life and does whatever is the easiest or cutest. Mm-hmm. And so like, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, there was a um, study done in Cambridge that um, was part of this article that was very interesting. Okay. This was done by the... Cambridge BOAS Research Group are the brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome. They used barometric pressure oscillations to measure in, in chambers to measure respiratory function. This was a 2015 study. They came up with a rating system. So zero is no sign or symptoms. One is some mild noisy breathing, but they can handle exercise. 
two requires regular vet visits for treatment and or surgery. And then three is they need immediate surgery, very severe. They have major issues with trying to breathe, even without exercise. So in the study, they tested 89 Frenchies and 20 non-brachycephalic control dogs. 54% of the study were a grade two or three. That's pretty significant. And then 60% of those dogs had owners that were not aware that their dogs even needed medical attention at all. So what that tells me is that people ain't aware that their dogs are trying to die on them. Well, I could have told you that with that study, JJ. (laughs) The amount of animals that come in in severe condition where the owners are like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what What do you mean what, man? Like, what, what? I'm asking what? I'm like, I'm can, can you imagine yourself just, I mean, just laying on the floor and just, I mean. I do do that at night, but that's why I see that machine, JJ. Um, you know, oh, I'm about to get one, I'm sure. Chronically not getting oxygen to your brain and organs is like not great. No. Anyway. And dogs, I mean, they're so resilient. They, you know, they can be dying half the time and still, well, some of them, my dog in particular, you look at him, he's like, eh. But most dogs are, you know, they're going to fight through whatever just to be happy. But I don't know. It's just, it's it's a little frustrating. I can see where they're coming from on it. I don't think it's 100% the answer, though, because there's going to be so much pushback on the banning. But also, I mean, if you spend years trying to fight with the breeders to make a change and you don't get anywhere, which is what happened. Yeah. You have to do something to wake them up. Yeah. I certainly think education campaigns are a good idea. We talked last time we had a contentious issue on the podcast about how education only works for those people who have a desire Mm -hmm. to be educated Mm -hmm. uh, and to learn about stuff. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not everyone. Mm -hmm. But so I think there is a subset of the population, both pet owners who create demand for these pets and breeders who feel a responsibility for the breed stewardship mm-hmm. who we can say as veterinary professionals, hey, look, just by shortening the nose, you've essentially eliminated this dog's ability to regulate uh, it, its own body temperature when it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just one example, but it's such an important one. Like you've completely taken away the main heat dissipation mechanism and then you're expecting this dog to live someplace like Alabama or mm-hmm. Florida or Texas when it, I mean, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. that's not fair. It's it's just not fair. And, and they have so many other problems, too. You know, getting people to change their behavior, especially if you're demanding it, is really difficult. So it's just, it's tough. I don't know. What I'll say is... Do I think that the breed should be banned? Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm in favor. Because until we can get the breed standards to change, a ban is going to have to be in place to get people to take action. So I'm going to say I am not opposed to it. No. And that statement right there proves that you're not in it just for money. What? Because those breeds are job security. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Look, look, if I never had to see another case of heat stroke in a bulldog again, it'd be mm-hmm. too soon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. Same kind of thing. Uh, with uh, as like, You know, there's money yeah. in declawing cats, but you know what I won't do? Declaw a cat, man. Mm. Like, now, that's not to say that every veterinarian who disagrees with a band doesn't have professional ethics. They just might have a different stance. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say, in a black or white yes or no answer, offhand, yeah, I support it. I support it. There have been discussions on veterinary message boards and in, like, veterinary meetings for years about what do we do about the brachycephalic breed problem? And Mm -hmm. I don't think that there has been one right answer. And just like you said, at a certain point, you got to start, stop fucking just talking about it and take some action. Yeah. If it's the, is it the absolute, exactly right, most best, perfect action to take? I don't know. But you got to try some type of action. (laughs) Yeah. Which is more than we've done before. Yeah. And plus, you know, if you think about 20 years ago, they weren't as popular, but they're super on the they rise. They are super popular. And I think, I mean, with social media and, like, cute animal videos, animals that have weird features or things wrong with them get way more views on social media and everything like that. Like, I hate to say it that way, but they do. Mm-hmm. So people want that really crazy exaggerated thing in the snuffling because they think it's cute, but they're not thinking of it in terms of like these pets have a condition. Same with Scottish fold cats. Mm -hmm. Scottish folds have instead of erect ears, ears that fold down. And this genetic trait is actually a cartilage problem. And those cats have other cartilage problems in their bodies. And so breeding of Scottish folds has been like a contentious issue in the past too. Mm-hmm. So it's, to me, I view it the same. Like yeah. uh, any sort of thing that we can do to alleviate animal suffering, I'm on board for. That's also why I don't declaw cats. I won't dock tails. I don't trim ears or anything like that. We have purposefully bred this very unnatural confirmation into these dogs and i don't think it's fair because the dog can't vote on whether it can breathe or not you know what i'm saying yep Yep. so so i'm gonna say i'm in favor i mean what do you think are you in favor (sighs) to a degree yes i'm just i don't know the pessimistic side of me is like all that's gonna do is prevent people that may have been doing a good job and people that you know, are determined are going to do some sort of underground breeding and it's going to even get worse. But I'm a pessimist most of the time. <laughs> you're saying by creating regulations, you're going to develop a market, like a black market, underground black market for these dogs and have their value increase. I mean, that's always a risk anytime you ban anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where, like, it can't just be a ban. Yeah, it's got to also be education about why, mm-hmm. um, why there's why it is. I like maybe have regulations for breeders. Like you have to go through educational. You have to have some sort of certification <laughs> or something. But oh, yeah, JJ, that's the number hilarious. of breeders would start dropping. Quickly. I mean, I don't know the answer off the top of my head, but I think that there are places where you have to be registered or whatever. But in the United States. Mm, yes obviously not a thing yes Yes. that would be great if we could get that but i think that we are so far away from yeah being able to legislate that like yeah and what's sad is that you know if you the the amount of work it takes to be a an exceptionally good breeder and the amount of time that goes into it they have to charge a lot of money 
to just, especially if they're using it as their livelihood. I mean, the amount of testing they need to do, you know, these dogs are going to be more expensive. But so, you know, it makes it really easy for someone who's selling a dog that's really cheap and they haven't put it forth any of this time or education or testing. It's going to be a lot easier to, like, oh, well, this person's selling this dog for uh, $800. This person's selling the dog for $5,000. Which one am I going to go for? They're the same breed, right? Yeah, well, this one's had multiple years of work put into it, whereas this one was conceived on a Tuesday, and here you are. You get what you get. I don't know. Yeah. I am not opposed to the legislation. I think it can't be the one-and-done only thing. I think Mm -hmm. we have to have education, too. And then if we could figure out some sort of a way to get these breed standards to change, I think that would be even more ideal. Yeah. Maybe it's Uh, like you can't do it for a while until things are, you know. Well, but how if you don't breed those breeds, how can you breed the short snouts out of them? That's the that is the issue that we face. Yeah, that's true. So, so what are you going to do? You know, it it, it's Mm -hmm. a complicated issue, like everything. Mm -hmm. There is a a society called Vets Against Brachycephalism, and there are fifteen hundred eighty six veterinarians, one hundred and thirty veterinary students. 301 nurses and technicians across 66 countries, and then 80 supporting organizations and practices that have gone on record saying they don't want brachycephalism. And then I'll just say, I don't know a single veterinary dentist who is like, (laughs) thumbs up, keep breeding brachycephalics. They're all like, what the fuck, y'all? Like, (laughs) but you know, because they have so many problems. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, like, we're not just in it for the money. Yeah. If we were in it for the money, as JJ said, we would want more of these dogs bred so that they would have more health problems so that we could charge for it. But, in fact, we care about animals, so we don't want to see these things anymore. Like, some of the veterinary dentists, especially on message boards like Vin, you know, are always like, God, what Mm -hmm. if we could just not ever have to deal with with brachycephalic dental issues anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. what amazing thing. Like, you know. Yep. Dermatology might go broke, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's controversial for sure, which is why I was like, let's let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah, I think having hard conversations is important because that's the only way... How are you going to change anything? Exactly. Exactly. And so I think... I like the, I think the sentiment behind this is in a place that I agree with. And whether or not it will, quote, work, I have absolutely no idea. But I'm not they should try something. to it. Yes, they are trying mm-hmm. something. So we get a <laughs> E for effort. Yes. <laughs> so, JJ. Yep. You had one other thing to talk with me about. Yeah. But it is like a feel-good it's a smiley. Okay, so we're going to bring ourselves back up from the contentious issue. <laughs> bring us away from the... <laughs> With the heartwarming animal story? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know that those are my favorite. I know. <laughs> and this one's it's short, but it's, it's cute. Okay. Uh, so there is a Dollar General in, in... Sorry, Floridians, if I say this wrong. It's not really that difficult looking, but... Bradenton? 
Bradenton? B-R-A-D-E-N-T-O-N. Okay. I mean, Bradenton. Could be Bradenton. Could be Bradenton. So Florida, though. It's in Florida. I know, JJ. I got a red flag already. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's not that bad. Okay. Okay. So people's hanging out the Dollar General chilling, and in walks a uh, different customer, a super sweet, cute, large St. Bernard-looking dog. Oh. And comes strolling in and... Just walks up into just the Just walks DG. in and okay. starts window shopping, going up and down the aisles. And they were like, people are enjoying him. He's not causing any problems. We're a couple hours for closing. He can hang out. It's hot out there. So he just kind of goes up and down the aisles, makes some friends, hangs out. Everything's cool. And they're like, sweet, we got a new buddy. But uh, it's getting close to closing time. We got to do something with him. They, you know, encouraged him to like, you know, do you have anybody outside you belong to? But nobody was coming in to claim him. Yeah. So uh, they didn't want to turn him outside and just leave him because, you know, well, they didn't want to do that. So they called the cops and cops came and like, we got a microchip scanner. They scanned him and found his owners. And within 15 minutes, they were there to get him. Oh, so happiest ending there. Everybody made so a new friend. And they call, wait, they called the cops. Mm hmm. And the cops had a microchip scanner? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Like, go Florida. Yeah. I don't know that I would have called the police to yeah. deal with a stray dog, but maybe they're in a situation where it's a small town and there's no animal control in the police. Are mm-hmm. they animal control? Yeah. I mean, And they yes. they were saying that they were kind of have difficulty to, they didn't have a leash or anything to try to oh. wrangle him with. You mean they didn't have a leash for sale up at the Dollar General? That's, I think it was a big enough leash. It was part of the problem, <laughs> oh, too. Because, I, I mean, I think Homeboy was, you like know. Like a collar. You know, nice. north of 95 pounds. So <laughs> they, they needed something bigger. Because it did mention in the article something about needing a, a big enough leash to get him. So, yeah, they called the they called the Popo, and Popo showed up with microchip scanner, which, you know, I think that's I, great. That is great. I wonder if our local... PD has a microchip scanner. I don't know, but I mean, I'd be but willing we, to donate do have, to make like, sure. Oh, yeah, big, animal control. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, And they do, for sure. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. So, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that he got, um, re- you know. He got reunited. Reunited with his owner mm-hmm. after doing some shopping. Yep. Up at the DG for the mm-hmm. day. His know. name was Bentley. Bentley, mm-hmm. the St. Bernard who lives in Florida. Yeah. I don't know if he was a full St. Bernard picture of him. If you want to go to the article, um, I've got the article information. Oh, yes. Uh, but there was, if you can also look it up on TikTok, because that's where I first saw it. It was <laughs> a TikTok, TikTok, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. But, um, uh, but there was also, a, like, a video with the article. Okay. Um, so the name of the article is, Watch this Florida dog wander into Darla General, browse the aisles until reunited with his human. Wow, that's a long title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who who wrote it and where did it? So this come was from? Um, um, from the Daily Paul's website. Uh, the article was written by Chad Taylor, and this was from June thirteenth. Did you say the Daily Paws? Daily Paws, like P A W P A W S. So is it only animal news? Yes. What? And it's all heartwarming stuff. Oh my god! All right. Well, so I think we have a little bit of time left to do a favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And JoJo told me ahead of time. I never have one prepared. Right. She said, I am ready. I am. So do you want to go first then? Sure. Okay. So uh, last week, Ben and I were talking about how we needed to work, making sure we get the lawn watered into our <laughs> morning routine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she, with the new house, the lawn is still getting established. Yeah. 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 It was looking 
I was like, the HOA going to come after our asses because our trees are droopy, our shrubs are dying, our grass looks terrible. We had the worst lawn in the neighborhood. And I'm like, great. I don't want to yeah. be that. I don't want to be those people. But um, we were like, okay, if we can do this, we'll have it set up. And uh, But I was trying to figure out because there's basically three spots I have to get watered for an hour. Yeah. How are we going to break that up? And I'm like, you know what? It's too hot in the afternoons to go for a walk. And I want, I need to go for a walk. I need to take my fat ass around the sidewalk. And um, we also need to work on Fizz Gig's leash walking yeah. skills. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a routine of uh, when I get up at the ungodly hour of four, I go outside and I turn on the water. And then I do the rest of my morning routine. Ben gets up at five and uh, he moves it to the other side of the backyard and we take the dog for a walk and mm-hmm. we go around the block. We come back. By that time, it's time to move it to the front yard and we've got our walk in for the day. Well, I think that it's ironic that you are trying to uh, not kill your lawn at the same time that I am trying to get rid of my lawn altogether. <laughs> and just, I'm very into like native plant pollinator gardening right now. Anyway, I might be a little bit obsessed with it. But. I see some TikToks on like people that go out and look for like native Alabama mm-hmm. stuff. And so it's really pretty. It absolutely is. It's just not HOA approved. Mm-hmm. I don't have an HOA. So fucked up on Well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the city of Huntsville is, like, not very cool about Yeah. One of our uh, city council members uh, is actually, like, working really hard to get pollinator gardening, like, better established in the mm-hmm. area. Uh, but to do that, they're going to have to relax some of the regulations about, quote, grass or plant height mm-hmm. as far as the front yard goes. So anyway, I want um, to get you one of them bowls with the marbles in it with the water so the pollinators can have a drink. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a fancy bird bath. I actually have two different baths mm-hmm. for them. I just got my backyard certified as a wildlife habitat. You did not. <laughs> yes, I did. The sun just came in the mail yesterday. Oh, my Lord. Sure did, JJ. Have you painted your rocks yet? Uh, I started painting my garden marker rocks, but I kind of got distracted. Mm-hmm. The It's actually really hard to paint them straight. Anyway, I think I need a new, I think I need a different method. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't had time to go back to it and it hasn't been an emergency. Mm-hmm. And I've got so many emergencies. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I got my yard certified as a national wildlife habitat. It's got like a registration number and everything. Sure does. And you can do it too for the low, low price of $20. I don't think my backyard's a wildlife habitat unless your wildlife's having these. No, you do have to complete a checklist and everything. But it's not like, I mean, most, it's doable in most situations, not with your HOA number. (laughs) I don't think so. No. So anyway, I, I was just going to say that I do think that's ironic <laughs> that I'm like, fuck the lawn. <laughs> and you're like, so you just need to put die. rocks around your entire lawn. And then that way you're saying the whole lawn's a flower bed. Hmm. It is, you know, tempting. Well, I have a whole plan, but it's a multi-stage plan. And unless I win the lottery, it is going to be a five-year plan. So certified wildlife habitat in my backyard. Very excited. <laughs> I started a TikTok about my certified wildlife habitat on TikTok. 
So I am at Lauren Gardens with a Z. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow me. I've seen some of your birds. It's yeah, it's um it's mostly just plants and birds. Um, you know, it's fun. I like mm-hmm. it. I'm learning how to use TikTok so that we can get an introvert's TikTok. Oh Lord. <laughs> That's gonna be interesting. We're gonna do the tortilla challenge. I don't know what that is. You get a big tortilla. Yeah. Fill your mouth with water mm-hmm. and you slap each other in the face with tortilla until you spit the water out. <laughs> what the fuck? No, we are not doing that. We will do animal adjacent content. That is what we're going to do. Oh my God. So I guess, and then other things like other, one other thing is that I have a series of articles that I wrote about compassion fatigue in veterinary medicine. Mm-hmm that are starting to come out. I've been working on these since like the beginning of this year. And there were a couple of delays, but they're uh, actually like being published very soon. And so we'll put the links on social media uh, when those start coming out. But I'm really excited about it. It's a multiple article series. It's one article a month. Since there was a little delay, I'm not sure if they'll release a bunch at one time at first and and then go, or I'm not sure how that's going to go, but it's with Vet Etc., which is a continuing education company and not one more vet hmm. uh, partnership. So Sweet. Yep. I'm really excited about it. And so y'all read my articles. <laughs> <laughs> if you have stories, questions, cases, or anything else you'd like for us to read, please send it to introvetspodcast at gmail.com. And we are prepping for an episode in the near future, in the coming weeks and months, with Dr. Lori Fonkin, the therapist. She specifically requested that we get some emails from our listeners about how they practice resiliency. So what sorts of things do you incorporate into your routine to ward off compassion fatigue and to recharge yourself? And if you wouldn't mind dropping us a line with those, that would help us out for planning for that episode. Absolutely. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and it's at introverts. And TikTok soon? Mm. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help. Yes, please. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.